Hi all, and welcome to another episode of the Leading Safely podcast. It seems we still have a few more episodes on the importance of people, and today our topic is all about organisational accountability, something I'm a strong advocate for. Now I'm going to say something a little bit controversial here. I don't 100% believe that people are the solution. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying people are the problem either. What I am saying though is that people are dynamic, unpredictable beings and I believe that when you're trying to create a positive health and safety culture, you have to broaden your horizons and utilise a number of solutions, including people. But they should not be the only solution you factor into the equation and that's because there has to be organisational accountability in the very first instance. A straightforward definition of accountability is when a person accepts responsibility for their actions and decisions without any prompting, pleading or incentive. Accountability means that a person willingly steps up to recognise their role in different scenarios as opposed to pointing fingers or passing the buck. For many people, accountability often inspires visions of negative situations, like times where they've made a mistake. They take this term to mean that they need to own that misstep without sweeping it under the rug. It is true, but it's important to note that mistakes aren't the only situation where accountability applies. The word carries weight in a variety of contexts, both positive and negative. It's about understanding what's expected of you and taking ownership of how you fulfil or fail to fulfil those expectations. Put simply, accountability is all about accepting responsibility for yourself. Many people think of accountability in terms of what it isn't. Trying to catch employees doing something wrong or ratting out co-workers or laying down a strict set of rules administered with a really petty approach. Rather than creating a proactive atmosphere of responsibility, this negative approach drives a reactive culture of management by rules. Accountability in the workplace is all about setting and holding people to a common expectation by clearly defining the company's mission, values and goals. Employee accountability means holding all levels of employees, from the part-time or casual worker right up to the CEO and executive leadership team, responsible for accomplishing business goals. So why is organisational accountability important? First, it builds trust. When you hold all employees accountable for doing what they're supposed to do, it breeds trust amongst individuals and teams. It allows people to count on each other, whether that means meeting deadlines, fulfilling duties, or feeling comfortable enough to approach a coworker or manager for help. While it can be hard for employees to ask for help, fostering this safe space to seek advice builds independence and trust, both of which strengthen teams. On the flip side, managers need to lead with transparency, communicate openly and treat employees fairly using the guidance of policies and standards that apply to everyone. This too builds a trusting environment. Secondly, it improves performance. Fostering a culture of accountability increases efficiency and boosts productivity. When employees know who's responsible for what, it eliminates confusion and it saves time, allowing individuals to meet clearly defined expectations. But having clear accountabilities alone is not enough. You need to ensure that you also have a way to evaluate performance. 
Having specific and actionable feedback and evaluation mechanisms is key in measuring people's success in roles. Tying accountability to performance also means that you proactively pay attention to both process and results by correcting those subpar efforts and rewarding excellent performance. When employees do turn in poor work or fail to meet expectations, hold them accountable, educate them on expectations and help them improve. It's just as important to recognise and reward employees who follow guidelines, act appropriately and meet or exceed expectations. Clear expectations for everyone on the team, coupled with an understanding of accountability for their performance, are definitely the key ingredients to improving confidence, morale and production within the team. It also helps to look at employee accountability at two sides of the same coin. It takes everyone to achieve organisational accountability and it also belongs to everyone in the organisation. This accountability mentality boosts performance as at the individual, the team and the organisational levels. Next, it strengthens culture. A lack of accountability can have a snowball effect throughout the team. When you embed accountability into the fabric of your organisation, you make accountability everyone's responsibility by establishing meaningful goals and team buy-in, building trust through support and encouragement and empowering everyone on the team to celebrate success together. We need to understand that when an organisation's culture is embedded and based on honesty and integrity, it enables people to acknowledge mistakes without fear of blame and to work with the team to reflect, learn and move forward positively. It takes a consistent effort though, starting from the top, to strengthen company culture and it requires an honest assessment of what's working and what's not. But with accountability at the heart of your organisation, you'll definitely fortify that company culture and achieve a greater success. Next, better compliance. In today's ever-changing landscape of laws, regulations, standards and guidelines, compliance touches every industry. As a vital part of operations, compliance depends on accountability in business holding employees and teams responsible for their decisions, behaviours and actions. Being accountable means working with integrity. And by improving accountability, you reduce, reduce your risk of facing fines, lawsuits, oversight or other consequences of non-compliance. So what actually happens when there's a low level of organisational accountability? A lack of accountability in the workplace can lead to low team morale, unclear priorities across the team, decreased employee engagement, unmet team and individual goals, low levels of trust and high turnover. Individually, if all of you listening to this podcast could do your part to demonstrate accountability in the workplace, things you could do could be things like completing tasks that have been assigned to you by the timeline that you agreed on, being responsible for the success of your team and making the effort to support your team when needed. Whenever you schedule a meeting, respect everyone else's time by showing up, being prepared and being on time and expect that others will do so as well. Next, taking ownership over the problems you flag by coming to the table with some solutions as well. And finally, not sweeping problems under the rug or assuming the issues already being dealt with. Instead, flag an issue as it arises. In a larger context though, to ensure organisational accountability occurs, management, supervisors 
and those in leadership roles need to. First, recognise their own mistakes and openly discuss them. If as a, as a leader, a decision is made that ends up being misguided, share that with the team and mention what will be done differently next time. If you fall short on a goal, talk about what happened and where you think you personally could have improved. Stats show that many employees don't trust their leader. Being vocal about your wins and your disappointments and what you learn from them will increase transparency, foster great trust and show your team the importance of accepting their own responsibility and that they'll be appreciated rather than punished for doing so. This is actually an interesting one for me, so I'm going to share an example with you. I worked for quite a large mining organisation, and whilst I was on site, there was a string of vehicle fires. Now, I say fire lightly, as for those of you who don't know, the word fire can change things in the mining industry from a notifiable perspective. So you'll hear people say rags or components of the engine were smouldering. However, there was no flame, therefore no fire. So we've had three supposed fires within a six month period and I got tasked by the project manager of PM to conduct an investigation. However, before I could even look into gathering evidence, I could tell things were going to be a little bit sketchy. For example, the last two instances happened directly after each other, as in within minutes, and occurred directly after two light vehicle fitters drove their vehicles through the light vehicle car wash. The word on site regarding the incident was, rags or something similar had been left in the engine compartment after a service and had supposedly started smouldering after interacting with some sort of chemical from the car wash. Instantly, when I heard this, I'm thinking it just doesn't sound right. Then I get called into the project manager's office and I'm asked how things are progressing with the investigation. It had only been a day or so since the incidents. However, the PM tells me that I need to wrap things up and that they already know what happened, but they need to do lip service to corporate with a proper investigation. I'm told the story of the fitters supposedly leaving the rags on the engine as the cause for the incident, and then I'm told that the two fitters have already been stood down pending the investigation. It really perplexed me considering none of the evidence I'd seen so far had justified this as the cause. Anyway, as things progressed, my investigation showed what really happened. And the story is this. The PM was having to cut costs on site. So when alternators needed replacing in our LVs, rather than go to, to a Toyota-made genuine part, the PM decided an Asian model of a much lesser value was the way to go. I had the engineers and maintenance personnel on site physically test the alternative alternator. After 35 demonstrations, 33 times, the Asian alternator caught fire when replicating the circumstances. No rags, just a hot engine being driven through a car wash, and less than a few minutes later, there was smouldering. The smouldering did have the potential to turn into a full-blown flame and fire. But this episode isn't about dodgy incident investigations. So here is what happened. Rather than admit fault, the PM updated my incident report to show the reason for the smolder was human error times two, and both fitters had their contract terminated. That right there cut me to the core. I'd already asked for my name to be removed from anything to do with the incident, especially when the root cause was not being taken into consideration. However, after learning about what happened to the fitters, who basically had to take the fall for our PM, I was absolutely gutted. 
The PM never admitted fault. I did the digging and I identified the signed purchase order. I ordered the physical testing of the cheapy alternators and I witnessed the consequences of the cheapy alternator after hours of it being operated then taken to a car wash. In no shape, way or form was it the fault of the fitters and yet they'd been let go. Livelihoods potentially lost. And in those moments, I made the decision that I could no longer be a part of that organisation. My personal values of honesty and integrity, which you've heard me speak about from earlier episodes, were no longer being demonstrated. There was no organisational accountability here. Not from the PM, who'd made an error in judgement with the chief alternators, and not from corporate, who had surely reviewed the PM's approved investigation report, the one not completed by me, and had agreed with the relevant corrective actions. Unfortunately, that story still sticks with me today, and you all know I do not compromise when it comes to my values. Next, you should involve employees in the goal setting process. This is a great one from a consultation perspective, which you all know I'm a huge fan of. It's commonly known that most employees admit they don't even understand the company's strategy. As the leader, you need to involve your team members in the goal-setting process for both personal and team-wide objectives, rather than just handing them down from the top. Doing so boosts their engagement and buy-in, but also gives them the necessary context they need to understand why you're working towards that finish line in the first place. Having that understanding of the bigger picture will also help your team members understand where they fit in, and as a result, they will take accountability for their pieces of the puzzle. Next, make expectations clear. Remember when we talked about the fact that it's hard for employees to hold themselves accountable if they don't understand what's expected of them? That's why it's important that you make expectations blatantly clear for everyone on your team. There are tons of different ways that you can accomplish this, but here are a few ideas. When you're onboarding new employees, give them a guide that details their responsibilities and requirements of their new roles. During project kickoffs, share a plan that includes action items, deadlines, and who's responsible for what. And host frequent team meetings and one-on-ones where you discuss expectations and progress. The team will have a much easier time accepting responsibility for themselves when they clearly understand what benchmarks need to be achieved. Next, ensure you have necessary resources. Your employees don't always shirk accountability just because they're trying to pass the buck. Sometimes they truly believe that they aren't really the reason that things didn't pan out the way they should have. An accountable team needs to be well supported. That means that all other external requirements need to be met. When that's done, all that's left is personal accountability. Next, provide candid feedback. When you're eager to boost accountability on your team, you can't expect your employees to be skilled mind readers. They can't change what they can't acknowledge, and it's up to you as a leader to help them understand what they're doing well and what they could be doing better. That happens through frequent and honest feedback conversations. We know that these discussions can be nerve-wracking for both parties, but take comfort in the fact that your employees actually crave this information. So if you haven't done so already, make sure that you've scheduled regular one-on-one check-ins with your team members. During these chats, you could discuss things like challenges and roadblocks, wins and successes, goals and progress, as well as questions and concerns. 
Having these conversations reinforces expectations and lets employees know where they stand, which obviously will help them accept more personal responsibility for their goals and their performance. All in all, fostering a culture of accountability on your team will not only improve employee morale and productivity, but will also give your team the autonomy and sense of ownership they need to truly thrive. If you feel accountability is lacking on your team, it's time to make some changes for the better. So, this brings us to the close of another episode. Thanks again for listening in. If you have a story that's similar to mine, or anything that I've shared, or you just want to get in touch, please do so by emailing me at leadingsafelyatoutlook.com or message me directly via LinkedIn. Thanks again. Until next time, stay safe.